today's episode of the Simplify Your Healing Podcast, I will be discussing my personal story of healing from chronic illness and how I learned how to simplify that whole process. If you're feeling defeated, hopeless, and overwhelmed with trying to find answers to your chronic health conditions, this episode is for you. Let's get started. Hello and welcome everyone to the very first episode of the Simplify Your Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Peterson, and in today's first episode, I'll be discussing my personal journey of chronic illness and my inspiration for this podcast. So to understand the purpose, you must first know my story. For those of you that know someone with chronic illness or experiencing it yourself, it might feel like one day you just woke up and everything was different. You felt good one day, had everything going for you, and then boom, out of nowhere, you woke up and your world was turned upside down. There were definitely things with my health that I ignored or didn't think were big issues way before that day. So we have to look at when the stress bucket, when this my stress bucket got completely full and just exploded and all these symptoms came up. The stress bucket just get, didn't get full from that something that happened that day. It had to have built up, you know, cumulatively. And where does that go back to? Well, we have to go back, you know, where all of this probably started in a lot of people's cases, back to the childhood. I had always some type of injury, had joint and muscle pains. I had skin and digestive issues. Uh, we did see doctor after doctor and did get actually tested for Lyme disease at that time because I had so many injuries and so much muscle and joint pain. But there were a lot of things in my childhood that, you know, were definitely indications of there were being something out of balance but at the same time we also just kind of brushed them off because we never got any answers back then and then when I was 16 I got in a bike accident and I ended up having to have some surgery on my pancreas and ended up having chronic digestive issues after that after that surgery and so after that surgery because of those digestive issues I was led you know to go back to the doctors and said my digestion is bothering me, and there was no resolution with that besides taking, you know, anti-acid pills. That was it, and that wasn't a resolution I wanted because I tried them, and it made me feel awful. So I went to go see a naturopathic doctor after not getting any results from the other doctors, and after going to that naturopathic doctor, that doctor recommended uh, using supplements to help assist my digestion, and I was intrigued with natural healing. Uh, after that because those supplements actually helped my digestion at that time and as long as I stayed on them it made me feel good and decided to pursue my education in holistic studies after that whole situation with using those supplements it was intriguing to me and was something that I decided to pursue so by the age of 20 I had my own health and wellness store seeing and working with clients from all over the country I had people coming in from the states next to me you know calling me on the phone I worked day and night in my business literally day and night, I would go home to sleep and come back, never properly taking care of myself, despite my education on health, despite knowing that self-care was important, telling it to other people to be doing, I didn't do it for myself. I put me last and other people first. And at the 10-year mark of my business, I had my son. And despite my efforts to maintain both my business and being a mom, I eventually burned out with a combination of the work and the business or the the business and and being a mom. I just could not take it anymore. And I eventually burned out and closed my store. So after that happened, there was a lot of emotional stuff around that. Obviously, I've worked for 10 years very hard to having my store working with clients. Didn't know what the heck I was going to do besides just being a mom and, uh, you know, just basically throwing this uh, business that I worked so hard for kind of down the drain. 
But outside of that, I had to move forward. And let's fast forward to three, fast forward three years from there, we made a decision to move after after that. And for this transition to happen, my husband had to start his new job three hours away, and I was left to pack, get the house ready, get it to sell, show the house, you know, work with the realtor, work part time do all this stuff that had to be done in order to sell and move and also function on a daily basis. And so I was doing everything and everything in between everything. <laughs> I was going nonstop and once again, never put my health first, never slowed down, was up till one or two o'clock in the morning doing stuff just to get it done, just to be up again the next morning and do it all over again. And after one month of doing all this chaos and being in this chaotic state, I started noticing uh, a rash on my face First, it started on the left side of my face, and it looked like it just was rosy, um, rosy cheeks, like someone put blush on my left cheek. And then after another month, it moved to my right side. So I had it on both sides. I had my left side and my right side. And eventually, you know, it stayed there and it didn't go away. Basically, it was rosacea. And uh, it continued to stay after this time in my in this moving time and didn't leave until I started to do the work that I'm now doing here today. So then a couple months after that, on the night of my wedding anniversary, my husband was still away with his new job. I was at home with my son and I went to bed and awoke two hours later with a big old thump in my chest and shaking all over my body. I thought I was having a freaking heart attack. So I called 911. They came, they checked me over, and they said, you know, your, your numbers are the healthiest we've seen, and there's nothing wrong with you. You know, we don't know what happened. Maybe you drank something that had caffeine, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I just drank water. You know, I don't know what this all was. They said, you know, your numbers are all fine. So they leave, and they said, you can call us back if something else happens. So I go lay back down, and it happened again. So I called 911 again, and they came back. They picked my... <laughs> my sorry ass up <laughs> and they took me to the to the hospital and there again they did not find anything despite all the tests and everything else sent me back home with still feeling like what the heck was that all about so after that day though everything just went downhill i had panic t- attacks daily dizziness heart palpitations weaknesses uh, weakness in my legs uh, freezing temperatures, digestive uh, stuff going on, and just so much more every day. Like it just kept on like accumulating. Something else kept showing up. It was like, what is that? Now what is that? And it just you know kind of exploded uh, to where all these symptoms just kept showing up day after day after day. It didn't even got to the point where I couldn't even drive, and I could barely do the basic tasks at home. And granted, my husband wasn't really home to see, you know, what was happening. So I would be calling him. He's like, what is going on? And he'd come home and I'd be like, I can't drive. And he thought I was out of my mind. What do you mean? When I left last week, you were just fine. And now I come home and you're completely disabled. So most of my days were were basically laying in bed or slowly making my way around the house after we moved. I made it through the move, barely. And once we moved, you know, I was basically um, at home, not able to do much. So that kind of started my healing journey uh, after that move and started going doctor to doctor and getting test after test, just hoping that they would find something. Just freaking find something, please. You know, how many times do you go into a doctor and get a test and want results coming back? In this case, I wanted results coming back because I wanted something to be said that there's something wrong with me because there was just no reason for you know, what was going on. Please give me an answer. Please find something is basically what was at the back of my mind when I was having those tests. But 
nothing ever showed up and left me so stumped, left me so frustrated. And honestly, you know, I was actually really embarrassed. I was embarrassed because I owned a health and wellness store. I have all these certifications of how to help people and all these protocols, but yet I had no clue how to fix me. That was extremely frustrating. So after getting nowhere with what I knew, I knew that there was something missing, but I was trying everything that I knew, which was supplements, which was exercise, which was detox and diet change. The very basics that when you see a holistic practitioner, those are the four areas that are work done. So I decided to see other holistic practitioners, hoping that they could have that missing piece that I didn't have. And I was recommended to get a Lyme disease test. I just deposited for Lyme and the specialty doctor that I went to, you know, that knew about Lyme or was, you know, specializing in how to address quote unquote Lyme. He found a whole host of other imbalances. And after a three hour visit, a list of foods that I could and couldn't eat, which was very, very small of what I could eat and several recipes for, dare I say it, detox enemas and $500 worth of supplements. I thought at that time that I had the solution. I was going to be better. This guy knew what he was doing. He specializes in Lyme. I'm going to do everything he says, and I'm going to get back to life really quick and easy. But that was short-lived, especially after that high-potency coffee enema that sent me into a panic attack that made me feel like I snorted a line of cocaine. Granted, I've never done that before, but I imagine that that is what it feels like. That was where I just drew the line and said, enough is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. So frustrated, feeling hopeless, and wanting to die. Yes, I wanted to die many days. And I gave up going to all the doctors and alternative practitioners because nothing was working. And I was sick of going to the doctors, to the practitioners saying, there's nothing, you know, having them say there's nothing wrong with you, or this is all in your head, which is another podcast that we'll be talking about soon. But outside of that, you know, once we don't get the answers from the doctors or the practitioners that we're going to see, what do we do? We go to search Google, right? So I searched all day long looking for the next answer. And somehow after doing, I don't know where, you know, obviously you do these, all this searching and you somehow come across this information by whatever you type in. I convinced myself that zapping myself with a machine called the Spooky 2 was my, was my solution. Zapping myself with certain frequencies was the answer. So I bought this zapping machine and the zapping machine was made in China, developed in China. So it came from overseas, came over to me. So I had to wait a couple of weeks in order to get it. And when I got it, it came in several boxes. I put this contraption together and it just looked like, you know, it, it looked like it was something from, I, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> I hooked these, these boxes up to my laptop and these wires, and, you know, it looked like a laboratory, uh, I guess, sitting next to my bed of gadgets that were hooked up to me. And I have proof of it by the scars that are on my wrist from getting zapped. So that was my first first episode with getting a, some type of machine. And after I, I really was committed to that for a good three to four months. But after it didn't work and after getting zapped on my wrist so many times, I said, this is not working either, and put that on the back shelf. Then I bought a $15,000 biofeedback machine, again, most likely based off of me doing some research online, finding out that this was the best machine ever, and hoping that if this machine worked for me, that I could help other people, because it was ultimately always my goal. I said to myself, 
you know, remember, I've been helping people with their health since I've been 20 years old. So that's kind of been my calling in life. So I said, when I get better, I'm going to help other people. So I had high hopes on this machine, this $15,000 biofeedback machine, that it was going to be the cure-all. That if I got better, I could help other people with it. So this machine could read everything that was wrong with me. So I would hold it. It would scan me. It would tell me everything that was wrong with me and what supplements I needed to take. Yippee. Basically back down the same old road of taking supplements and what is wrong with me. Really nothing different. It was just a machine that was telling me what was wrong with me versus a test that I had to go into the doctor. The problem with this machine, though, is that I ended up getting literally addicted to scanning myself. Because when you have chronic illness, every hour you think you're dying or every hour you have a new symptom... So I was scanning myself every hour, which was a waste of my time and just kept these pathways in my brain going to where there was something wrong with me in, a stre- in, in being a stressed state. It wasn't helping me at all. In fact, my husband was like, you're addicted to this machine. Get off of it. You just scanned yourself and an hour ago. Your body hasn't changed from then to now. Get off of it. But it was something for me that was a form of reassurance for some reason of I'm not dying. This is all that's wrong. It's showing that there's something going on with my liver and I can fix it with this supplement. It was crazy. Another waste of money. I did end up selling it and not getting my 100% $15,000 back. But either way, I don't have the machine anymore. But by this time, I had spent at least $30,000 on treatments and felt like I was never going to get well. Why the heck does healing have to be so complicated? That was what I was always saying to myself, what is going on here? Why is this so hard? Why can nobody figure this out? And then one day again, I was doing research online and found an article about someone who healed from chronic illness by using their mind. Now, I thought, that's something that I haven't tried. My research, after I found that article, led me to lots of information and protocols how to use the mind to heal. So I was very curious. This was an area I obviously never knew about before. So I literally bought or rented every mind-body book that you could find. And I took lots of courses, online courses. I even took some courses where I had to get on a plane to go and learn. And that was not fun. To get on a plane when you do not feel well, can barely function, and then be able to get to the class and be able to present yourself as if you're there to learn, but also feel like you're dying at the same time. I was basically on a mission to educate myself so I could heal myself. And I learned an incredible amount of information. What I learned is what I'm now teaching. And it was a combination of all those books and all those protocols and courses that I took that finally got me to understand what was happening in my body, understand how the brain and the body work. You know, everybody thinks that it's very, very complicated, that we have to know our systems in and out, how this functions and that functions. We don't. It all goes back to the brain. And when I learned that, I worked every day on rewiring my brain. And I started to see slow changes. Slow slow changes at first, and then more and more changes for the better. Now, don't get me wrong. All the days were not good. You know, there were definitely days that I did not feel well, but healing is not linear. And as you will learn in my future podcasts, I will be teaching you about the different phases of healing, that your healing, when you feel like poo, even though you, when you feel like poo, you think you're not healing, that is actually when you're healing. We'll get into that more, but healing isn't linear, number one. Just remember that. Number two is that you're going to not feel good on some days, which is actually a good sign. Like I said, we're going to be talking about that in future podcasts. But 
I was patient with this process because once I read this information, I knew that this was the solution and I had to be patient with this whole process because once I understood the brain and the body and that how the brain is wired and it's not wired literally overnight, that my whole life has been wired, that I could not expect it to be rewired that, you know, overnight. I had to be patient with it. And when I was patient with this process, I got my life and my health back within eight months. After those eight months, I can tell you right now, I still remember the day that I got in the car for the first time and drove somewhere by myself. It was pure freedom and joy. And I knew at that moment, Jenny is back. And Jenny is back better than ever. And I was excited because I knew that I can now share this information with the world because I worked on me, healing me, did this for myself, and now I can share it with others. And I am going to mention one other thing that just came up. You know, when I had my health and wellness store, I had people coming in with chronic conditions. And I'll be honest with you, all the schooling that I took, no one taught us how to help someone that was chronically ill. We were mainly taught how to work with acute conditions, you know, nothing that was that was long-standing. And in that case, when someone came to me with chronic illness or chronic symptoms, I thought it was all in their head. And this, I think, was all karma kicking me in the ass because I was not open to seeing that these people, you know, had real issues at that time. You know, I didn't understand chronic illness back then. And that was the one thing I didn't get off of my training. And this was that missing piece. In order for me to understand it, I had to go through it. And I am so freaking thankful for that. I really am. That if it wasn't for that experience of me feeling that way for those for those years, I would not be able to teach what I am today, which is even more powerful than what I knew before. So today I am thriving. I am eating anything that I want, exercising every day traveling with my family, I'm operating a successful business, and helping those with chronic illness get back their life and their health. And it's so, so rewarding. This has all come full circle for me. And I'm now creating this podcast for this reason. I'm creating this podcast to help you, the person that has chronic illness or someone that knows someone that has chronic illness, to give them hope that there are answers and healing isn't as complicated as what we think it is. And after everything I did to get well, I realized that as a society, we have complicated healing and the ability of our own bodies to heal. Our own bodies can do this. Have you ever thought about the fact that your body heals a cut on its own? You don't have to tell it what to do to heal a cut. You don't have to do anything. You let it be. It does its thing and it gets back to normalcy. That is the ability of our body to heal. Why do we not question how a a cut can heal itself, but then question how our body heals other things? We just don't have trust in our bodies and we need to go back to having trust in our bodies if we truly, truly want to heal. The medical world has taught us to think that there is something wrong with us when our bodies develop illness or disease. Again, another topic for the podcast, another podcast. We're told we need to kill, 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 fight, 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 kill that bacteria, kill the viruses. We've been taught to go outside ourselves for the answers. We've been told to change what we eat, detox the crap out of our bodies and take these pills to heal. That's all you need is just to take the pill and keep doing everything you are doing, but just take the pill. Well, this approach is complicated and extremely overwhelming. The emotional toll from that approach is depressing. And I'm here to say that it's, it's a, our bodies are not as complicated as we think. Healing isn't as complicated as people make it out to be. Healing is actually quite simple. If we open ourselves up to that possibility, 
Opening ourselves up is the key here. What makes my approach to healing so simple is that I only focus on one thing, the subconscious mind. And if you only had to focus on one thing, wouldn't it feel so much better than constantly worrying about what to eat, what pills to take, and what treatment to do? Yes, I remember that day. I seriously remember that day standing in front of my counter, my cabinet in my kitchen, where all my pills were, the 30 bottles. I remember looking at it and saying, just be done with these. The answers are not within these bottles. And my husband would tell me that all the time. My husband has told me so many things. I don't know if he's ever going to listen to this, but if he does, and I've already told him this anyway, but he was right on so many things. He kept telling me, honey, this is all in your head. This is all back to what's going on in your mind. You're doing this to yourself on some level. I'm not saying you're making it up, but you also need to stop taking those pills. You need to stop scanning yourself, like all this stuff. But of course, I didn't listen. He didn't have all those certifications that I did. (laughs) So, you know, I stopped taking the pills. I stopped worrying about what to eat. And that it was like a heavy weight was taken off. You know how good it feels at least it was for me, of to look at those pills and say, I'm not taking any of those today. I don't even have to think about it. I don't even have to try and swallow and force all those pills to go down. And I can sit with my family and eat whatever I want and not have to worry about what that food is going to do to me or if that food is bad for me. Just stop that because it's insane. Once I did that, once I said, and once I was thoroughly convinced after doing all my research and my studies now on the subconscious mind that this is all in my subconscious I knew I could let go of all that other stuff, and it was so, so freeing. And I'm here to say that healing doesn't have to be complicated, and the purpose of this podcast is to bring those who have chronic illness hope that they can get their health back and life back without overwhelm. Each week, I will provide guidance and solutions to how you can heal simply by using your brain. Let's keep it simple. That's why we have it called Simplify Your Healing. I will introduce things to you, though. That may be a a little outside of your comfort zone or outside of understanding about the mind and body. But I ask that you keep your mind open. That is the key here is if you are open to learning new things, it's going to help you in the long run with your healing. My goal is to teach you how your brain and your body work because we don't really know how our brain and body work only based off of what we've been told. And those people that are telling us how it works aren't fixing us. So I'm going to show you and tell you how your brain and body work, empower you to take charge of your own health. The answers are not outside of you. They are within you, and I will teach you how to do that, how to figure out what are the answers within me in order to get back my health. You don't have to look outside of you anymore. It's all within you, and I'm going to empower you to take back your health by what we're applying here in this podcast. So if I could give you any advice right now, not knowing where you are in your healing journey, is don't wait until all other options that they don't work to do this work that I'm teaching. Save yourself the money and the overwhelm by starting here. But I get it. Get that you've probably already spent a lot of money, probably already done a lot of things, and maybe you're just wanting to try a couple more things before you maybe do what I'm talking about. But sometimes we have to be forced to get into this work because it is the last option. That was the case for myself and for most of the clients that I work with. Most of the clients that I work with, you know, when we talk together on the discovery call, have been doing, have done all the same treatments that I have or even more and beyond that, have done it all and said, I don't have anything left. I don't know what else to do. This is the last thing. And it's the last thing that is usually what we need the most. And it's the the part that is the most difficult because it's working on us, within us, within our own minds and not outside of us. So if you can, don't wait till... 
the last moment to be forced into it. And I'll be honest with you, uh, when I first started feeling the way that I did, I had a gut feeling, intuition, whatever you want to call it, that said, this is emotional. You need to work on that. And I said, but I'm just going to keep trying. I'm just going to keep trying maybe this one and this one and this one first. And if those don't work, then I'm going to go do those other things. Uh, this thing that I intuitively know that I need to do. But I literally put it off to the last minute because it, it was something I was not wanting to do. That is your subconscious resisting it for a reason. And if you're resisting to do the type of work that I'm talking about, that is a true sign that there is work to do, even though it might feel the opposite of that of, well, if I'm resisting, I'm, I'm, I must not need it. No, that is your subconscious telling you we want to stay safe. We want to stay stuck in our own pool. Let's stay just here we are. Keep looking for some something else outside of you. It's much easier to do that than change what has been going on here for the last how many years. Either way, no matter when you find this work or decide to do this work is better than never. I'm here to give hope that you can get well and to simplify the process of getting there by focusing on the one area, the subconscious. Before I leave, I want to state a disclaimer and make sure that I'm not sending the wrong message. When I say I stopped taking all my pills, I mean supplements. They were not supplements I per se needed to survive. In no way do I recommend that you stop taking supplements or prescriptions that you need due to deficiencies or for whatever reason you're taking prescription drugs, for that matter, without discussing with your doctor. That's really, really important and is absolutely necessary. So if you like what you heard today and want to continue learning how to keep healing simple by focusing on your mind, then please subscribe to this podcast. There is so much more to discuss around this whole topic, and I look forward to sharing with you all of what I have learned and what I now teach to my clients. New episodes will be posted every Monday. If you want to connect with me further, join my Facebook group by going to themindbodyrewire.com slash group. I will also post that link in the show notes. You can also learn more about my Mind Body Rewire program at www.themindbodyrewire.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking with you next week.